0: Good evening everyone, welcome to our evening Dhamma So I wanted to take tonight to To express a sort of appreciation for everyone For all of our meditation community For all of you people out there interested in Buddhism Who have taken up study and practice of This incredible wonderful, marvelous miraculous set of teachings and practices and just to remark upon how how special this moment is for all of us, how to remind us, one and all of what it's taken for us to get here and how special is this moment it's like one of those this is like one of those grand events Like the inauguration of a great monument or some once-in-a-lifetime experience or event. The Buddha said, Gano ma upachaga Don't let the moment pass you by That's because this moment is special And it's a moment in time that Is of great significance to all of us Has great meaning and great potential If we take advantage of it If we take this opportunity If we don't squander our time, if we don't allow ourselves to become distracted and diverted and caught up in the blinding power of defilement, we have great potential in this moment. Even conventionally, before you even talk about the power of now, what it took for us to get here today. It's quite impressive. The first thing that's special about this moment is that it's a time of the Buddha. This is a time a time when we have the teachings of a a fully enlightened Buddha, which Those of you new to the study of Buddhism It may not seem all that significant But for those of us who have Studied deeply or practiced deeply The teachings of the Buddha It has Very profound significance This isn't Just some ordinary teaching Nagama Dhammo nigamasa dammo this is not the teaching of, of one village or city or one civilization. This is the Dhamma of the whole world. This is the universal teachings of truth. And they're not always here. They're not always available. In fact, The vast majority of time spent in samsara is in situations where there is no Buddha. There are world periods without the arising of a Buddha. Just as there are places where no one has ever heard of the Buddha, Even when the Buddha was alive, if you were born at that time, but you were born in Canada, or if you were born anywhere but India, chances are you'd never hear of, let alone meet the Buddha. But we're born in a time when even Canada has heard of the Buddha's teaching. It has spread. And so, in a sense, we're luckier as Canadians to to be born today than to have been born 2,500 years ago. 2,500 years ago in Canada wouldn't have been a good place to learn Buddhism. Not that there weren't civilizations here, it's just they weren't Buddhist. It takes a Buddha, it's not something that comes up in a few days and not something you get every you know every year there's a new Buddha coming out or every generation has its own Buddha, it's not like that. Our Buddha took uh four asankhaya four uncountable eons it took him plus another hundred thousand countable eons, great eons. An asankaya is something you can't count. It's this measure that ironically you can count how many there are. Somehow you can count that there are four asangkaya, but you can't count how long an asankaya is. So it must be marked by something. At the end of an asankaya, something changes. I'm not up on all this. I don't quite know. But it's a huge, unfathomable amount of time. And he had to do all sorts of Powerful acts and and sacrifices Giving up his eyes, giving up his life Renouncing the world, renouncing his family Being killed and tortured Walking through fire to become a Buddha and so here we have in the time of a very special individual whose teachings have come through the veil of darkness that has kept us confused and unseeing it's a very rare opportunity that's the first the first aspect the first reason why this is a special moment The second reason is that, well, not only are we born in the time of the Buddha, but we're also born as humans, right? So there are lots of beings around that will never understand the Buddha's teachings. We could have been born quite easily as a deer or a cat, a dog, a mosquito, a worm. Could have been born as many different things. We could have been born as a Brahma and never met with the Buddha because we were lost in the Brahma realms or never had the opportunity to become enlightened. Being born as a human or as an angel is a very rare thing. To just be to just rise up out of the ordinary animal realm is a very rare thing. Right now we think it's quite common because there are seven or eight billion of us. And we could argue that that's due to the goodness of teachings like the Buddha that's allowed us to prosper, but even 7 or 8 billion isn't all that much. you compare it to the number of animals, the number of ants and mosquitoes, and the number of other beings, and the beings in hell that are probably countless, the ability to be born as a human being is very rare. We've achieved it. We've made it out of the depths of despair and suffering of the animal realms, the lower realms. Third, we are. In a position to practice the Buddhist teaching So There are many people who are caught up There's lots of people who even want to practice Buddhism But don't have the opportunity They're caught up in their lives Perhaps they're sick or in debt Maybe they're married and have children And, and are in a position with young children Where they can't come to practice meditation Maybe they have a job that doesn't allow them to get away. The life of human beings is a difficult life. I know of people, I've talked to people who are in a place where there is no Buddhism and there's no chance to go to a Buddhist monastery or to learn meditation. It's great now that we have these online courses. We have people coming and doing At least a non-intensive practice. Enough to give them courage and give them hope and tide them over while they cultivate the necessary conditions to actually come and do a course. We've had several people who have done that and eventually found a way to come and finish the course here. So the third reason why this is special is we've all come together. Most special for our resident meditators who have done this incredible thing to take time out of an ordinarily busy life and dedicate 20-30 days straight to just training the mind to pure unadulterated goodness. And so, so the third reason is the third reason is that we've got the opportunity, and the fourth reason is that we've actually taken the opportunity. So this is what it means by not letting the moment pass you by. The Buddha said there are many people. You no, know, there are there are few people in this world, who even think, to do things like meditation, who are moved by things that they should be moved by. Most people aren't even moved when they think of death, when they think of sickness. They can't understand why we don't just engage and indulge in in sensual pleasures. They can't understand why one would come here and do a meditation course, would take time out of their lives or try to change their lives, strive to free themselves from craving. When there's so much pleasure to be had out there, and they hear about things like old age sickness, death, they, they... look at the anger and the greed and the delusion that they're building inside and they aren't threatened by it. They don't feel disturbed by it. There are people like that. If they feel disturbed, they, they ignore it. They don't allow them to be themselves to become moved. Very few are the people who actually discern this precarious state for what it is that At any moment things could change and we could be dumped headlong into suffering for a variety of reasons and in fact will be as life changes. Very few people actually see the suffering for what it is see how much stress is involved in chasing after the objects of our desires. Very few people see this but among those people who see These problematic aspects of ordinary life Very few are those Who actually do something about it So it's worth feeling good about Taking time to Reflect how far we've come And be encouraged by how special this is And how powerful it is So the real point is that We've come to a position where we can take advantage of all these supportive, good, uh, good luck that we've had. All these good conditions, favorable conditions. And make this moment into something special. these supportive conditions come together to allow us all of them are required just for this one simple act of seeing things clearly vipassana all these things that are there for everyone else but that they never see right under our noses right right here in front of us but that we never see clearly they're all there but we can't see them we don't have the supportive conditions Well now we've come together and we have the supportive condition We have the opportunity to see body as body Feelings as feelings, thoughts as thoughts Emotions as emotions, senses as senses To see impermanence, to see suffering, to see non-self To free ourselves from craving and clinging to things that can't possibly satisfy us to strive for liberation and and a, a state of mind that is Unsullied by the ocean or the defilement of samsara So it's quite a special opportunity that we have Is what I'm trying to say So i like to ex- take this tonight to do to a sort of appreciation And to offer this as a sort of Dhamma that the most important thing is the moment Don't let the moment pass you by there's, there's a lot that's gone into this moment This moment in time So care for it Care for it the, uh, I think in the Misudimaga, it talks about a person who is rocking a baby and in the olden times, they would have a the baby cradle on a string. Maybe even nowadays they do this as well. But so you have to pull the string, and you have to be very careful to keep the string going, or the baby will wake up. Our practice has to be has to be cared for, and carefully tended to, like a sleeping baby, to keep it on kilter. No and to keep it online and in line and progressing smoothly and to constantly be cautious and careful like a like a sick person looking after their um their, their the pain in their body not that we have to feel sick or we sh- it should be sickening or anything but we should think of ourselves like someone who has to take care of something cuz the potential for suffering so a sick person if they're not careful with how they move their body, they'll, they'll feel great pain. Likewise, a meditator in moving their body, in, in speaking, in, in everything they do, and even the, in their thinking, they have to be careful to not go off track or they'll lose, they'll lose their equilibrium, they'll lose their, their direction. Treat this moment with care. It's very valuable Priceless So there you go There's the bit of Dhamma for tonight Thank you all for coming out I'm happy to take questions If there are any The reason one cannot be enlightened as a Brahma are in the Brahma realms is that because there one cannot take the four Satipatthana Why are you planning on going to the Brahma realms? As I understand, yes, some of the Brahma realms uh, one cannot become enlightened I'm not quite clear why but I think Mahasi Sayadaw says it's something about how they aren't able to see impermanence because it's too stable No, you have to note curious, curious, wondering, wondering. That wasn't the point of my talk. Such a terrible teacher, no? Won't answer your questions. I did, kinda. It might just be the Arupa Brahma realms That you can't practice Because there are certainly Brahma realms Where you can practice The Anagami realms The Arupa Brahma realms Are are like real God states Where you're totally out of it Totally entranced With no form only mind. I think. Alright, well if there are no more questions, we'll call it a night. Thank you all for coming out. Wishing you all great practice and great results.